In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Sextagesima Sunday uncovers a great mystery in front of our lives. In fact, there is a link, a connection between the parable of the sower and the epistle of St. Paul that has been read. And it is precisely in this connection that resides the message that the Lord wants to give us today. On this day, the Apostle St. Paul is placed before us as the model of this good ground where the seed was able to bear good fruit. We can see in his life the fulfillment of the words of our Lord. The good ground bears fruit in patience. The good ground bears fruit in patience. And what is patience? but the art of suffering. The word patience comes from the Latin patire, which means to suffer. Yes, my brethren, it was by his suffering that the Holy Apostle was able to bring forth good fruit. In his letter to the Corinthians, St. Paul mentions many tribulations that he had to suffer, such as hunger, thirst, lack of sleep, cold, painfulness. But he suffered all these things for the love of God. In all his suffering, he would not complain, but he would even rejoice for the fact that he was able to offer something up to God. His sufferings were like his spiritual roses that he laid before the throne of God. But that was not everything. The Apostle had yet another kind of suffering, a hidden one, that he himself called stimulus carne, a thorn in the flesh. And here we could think that the Apostle suffered from a sickness or any other injury of the body. However, our fathers in the faith have taught us the true meaning of the words of St. Paul. It was not a sickness or any injury of the body that the Apostle was talking about, but with the words thorn in the flesh, 
Saint Paul wanted to let us know that he suffered temptation and the temptations of the flesh. My brethren, I hope you don't get scandalized by the truth. But the fact is that the life of every single man here on earth is a battle. There is no one, no one, who does not have to fight against one enemy or another. All the saints had to fight. And I tell you that it was this very fight that made them victorious. Didn't our Lord himself go to the desert for forty days to be tempted by the devil? But there is a difference. In Christ the temptations were only external, while for us they also resonate inside. But we should know that the temptation, that is to say, those bad suggestions that come either from the devil, or from the world, or from our own flesh, they are, not, they are not sinful in themselves. Because to feel a temptation is not the same as to consent to the temptation. The devil can knock at the door and he can even make a lot of noise. But as long as we don't open the doors to the devil, he remains outside, and God inside. However, if we allow the devil to enter, then God is obliged to depart. Our Lord Jesus Christ said, Watch and pray if you don't want to fall into temptation. So we have to watch, which means that we have to be careful and avoid all the occasions that may provoke us to sin against God. We must avoid all places, things and persons that can be for us an occasion of sin. But that is not enough, because by ourselves we are not able to resist all evil inclinations. We are too weak, and the temptations are often too strong. That's why we must also pray and pray a lot not to fall into temptation. Because if we pray, our Lord will come to our aid 
And he will give us the remedy for our weakness. His grace. Yes, my brethren, only by the grace of Christ we can resist the temptation. Only by his grace we can be victorious. It is by his grace that the, that the temptations, which are occasions for us to fall, can become occasions of merit and glory. Because every bad suggestion that we refuse, that we reject, for the love of God, is a new precious stone that will be added to your crown of glory. Every sacrifice will have its own reward. Each fight will have its own trophy. In this way, if God allows us to have temptation, if He places us in the battlefield, my brethren, it's not because He doesn't care about us, but it is because He wants us to win the crown of victory. Now you tell me, how could a fighter come to receive the crown if he has not fought? So you see, if we have to undergo many tribulations, it is for a higher purpose to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Before the original sin, roses didn't have thorns. But now they do. Suffering, tribulation, they are now part of this life. And here on earth, we cannot avoid them completely. It is true that we can always ask God to deliver us from our tribulation. But above all, what we need is submission to the will of God. God knows. He knows each one of our sufferings. He counts each one of our tears. And if He allows us to go through tribulation, it is for our own good. And we can be sure of that. God is Father. And if he allows us to suffer something, he is ready to give us the strength we need. With the cross, God gives us his grace. So we should not be afraid of the cross. Therefore, all the things we suffer for the love of God Help to prepare, help to work the ground of our hearts so the seed of the Word of God can give good fruit in our lives. 
whether our sufferings come from our own nature, or from the devil, or from other men, or even from the paternal hand of God, it doesn't matter. What matters here is that we decide to suffer whatever we have to suffer, patiently, for the love of God. And that's how our sufferings enter into communion with the sufferings of Christ. That's how we can participate in the passion of our Lord. So the mystery is now fully uncovered. All tribulations and even temptations can make us enter into communion with the passion of our Lord. All these natural suffering can become a supernatural means of salvation if we suffer them for the love of God, united with Christ, and without any attachment to sin. In this way, cold or hot weather, hunger or thirst, painfulness, sickness of the body, or even temptations of the soul, whatever makes us suffer, can unite us more and more with the Lord by the decision we make to suffer death for the love of God. This is the secret for our suffering not to be in vain. On this earth, we have to suffer anyway. So we should learn how to suffer well, how to make our sufferings turn to our own spiritual advantage. Because, as St. Paul says, if we participate in the sufferings of Christ, we shall also participate in his glory. <clears throat> so as we approach the holy season of Lent, I would like to exhort to you to walk in this way, in the way of the cross of the Lord, uniting your suffering with his suffering. I know that during Lent we have to choose some sacrifices and mortifications to offer up to God during that time. However, before looking for new penances to accomplish, I would ask you to try, first of all, to bear the crosses you have already in your life. But from now on, with more patience, with more love for God. The heart of the gospel is the cross of Christ. This is the only way to heaven. So do not run away from your own salvation, but to try to embrace 
the mystery of the cross in your life. Because that's how we can recognize the true disciple of Christ. The one who takes up his cross and follows the Master until the end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.